1: Good
2: evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. Glad you could join us. We've got a lot of football to talk about coming up. Busiest guy you know, he's the star of our show. It's Network Indiana's James Adams.
3: Thank you, Coach. Once again, it's a pleasure to be with you here in Indianapolis, downtown Indian Monument Circle with Graham and Jack as well. We have got lots of Colts audio to get through high school football scores, Major League Baseball scores, starting with the Colts audio. The Colts, of course, wrapped up their preseason last night against the Philadelphia Eagles. They came out with the 27-13 victory. Head coach Shane Steichen, he spoke about his rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, and his performance in one half of play against the Eagles.
2: Uh, I'm sure Dude, I thought he did a solid job. You know, we scored three out of the first four drives, which is good. You know, the two-minute drive wasn't what we wanted. Um, But we'll go back, look at the tape. I I thought he did some really good things and, you know, some things we got to clean up as well.
3: Richardson, for his part, also spoke after the game about what he saw in his performance. Uh, Honestly, I didn't know I threw the ball that many times. You know, uh, I did uh, see a couple of missed throws from me, uh, a couple of drops from the team. But that's just all with with reps and uh, preparation. You know, going into the season, you know, we're going to continue to build build on it. You know, keep taking shots because we like to play aggressive. We like to play fast. So just keep taking shots. You know, just try to find ways to click on all cylinders and, and just connect with each other. You know, so we can have this offense being explosive. Richardson would finish the evening going six of 17 for 78 yards passing. And also adding 38 yards rushing on the ground. One of those big completions came to tight end Kylan Granson. After the game, Granson spoke about the growing chemistry between him and Richardson.
4: Uh, I mean, it, 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 that happens anytime you know you meet a new quarterback. Um, you start throwing the ball together, and then you can just feel it. It's almost like a, it's just like an innate feeling going in. Like you can feel the confidence from both his side and your side because you know where the ball is going to be, and he also knows where you're going to be. So I feel like it's a confidence. Works both ways.
3: Quick scoreboard update from Major League Baseball: The Los Angeles Angels they are playing the New York Mets. The Angels are up two to one at the top of the ninth. The Boston Red Sox they're taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers. That game in the top of the ninth, Dodgers up seven to four. Bottom of the sixth, the Milwaukee Brewers they're taking on the Padres. Milwaukee up five to one. Minnesota Twins they are beating the Texas Rangers five to one in the bottom of the seventh. The Cincinnati Reds at the top of the second, they are playing the Arizona Diamondbacks, Cincinnati up 1 to nothing. Some games earlier today that went final, Detroit beats Houston 4 to 1. The New York Yankees, they beat the Tampa Bay Rays 6 to 2. The Washington Nationals beat Miami 7 to 4. Baltimore beats Colorado 5 to 4. The Philadelphia Phillies, they get the win over the St. Louis Cardinals 7 to 2. The Pittsburgh Pirates, they beat the Chicago Chicago Cubs 2 to 1. Cleveland Guardians go to Toronto and beat the Blue Jays 5-2. And the Oakland A's, they beat the Chicago White Sox by a score of 12-4. Looking at some games, high school football games that are still in progress right now. Brownsburg up 38-24 over Cathedral. Also in progress right now, New Haven. They are taking on Fort Wayne Bishop-Lewers. New Haven up 36-7 in the fourth. Northridge, they are beating Elkhart 35-29 also in the fourth quarter. Fountain Central still maintaining a 22-12 lead over Crawfordsville. That game in the third Games that have gone final. Adams Central, they beat Eastside 42-7. Alexandria shuts out Wabash 42-0. Bluffton, they get the big win over Manchester 56-14. And Bremen, they beat South Bend, Washington 42-7. Carroll, they beat Riverton Park 62-0. Another shutout, Center Grove, they beat Oakland, Tennessee. That is 28-0 as the final score on that one. Columbia City, they beat Plymouth. Forty-two to fourteen. Jimtown falls to Concord by a score of twenty-seven to ten. North Central Indianapolis, they lost to Hamilton, Southeastern thirty-five to seven. Indianapolis Chatard, they get the win over Indianapolis Tech forty-six to six. Jay County they beat Huntington North tonight 14 to 9. More shutouts. Madison Grant, they shut out Southern Wells 52 to nothing. Noblesville gets the big shutout over Homestead 42 to nothing. And Pendleton Heights, they beat Anderson by a score 49 to 0. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm James Adams.
2: Welcome back everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school football tonight. Carmel taking on Christian Brothers out of Tennessee. Christian Brothers 55-28 winners. John Herrick joins me. John from the ISC Sports Network. John, thank you so much for the call. This was a a tough night for the uh, Carmel Ball Club and their fans.
5: Yeah. um, Christian Brothers is actually – they're from Missouri, Bob, and they have won the 6A state championship in Missouri the last two years. So two-time defending champions – um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. their their stud player was Jeremiah McClellan. He had uh, a receiving touchdown, two rushing touchdowns. He's going to Ohio State next year. They've got several other guys that are either being recruited or going mm-hmm. to D one programs. But what was what was really frustrating for Carmel and their coach John Hebert told this to me uh, during the week was he said if we're going to win this game, we have to make sure that we are efficient with the football and move the you know move the ball and score points. Right. But we also cannot turn it over because even in their win against Homestead last week, they had two lost fumbles. Well, tonight mm-hmm. they had three lost. Fumbles, um, mm-hmm. One of which came at the most critical juncture when they were tied at seven and they had the ball and they were driving down the field and they fumble the football. Christian Brothers picks that up. They go down and score 14-7. Then 14-7 became 21-7, which then became 27-7. And really... Uh, Christian Brothers just uh, was able to hold on to that lead from there. Carmel could get no closer than 13 uh, from that point forward. So really dominant team by – a really dominant uh, game by a team that's won the Missouri State Championship in Class 6A there the last couple of years, and they look to be a major contender again.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, John talking about efficiency, I mean, he's he's 100% right. I mean, when you're playing a team that is um, – You know as good if not physically better than you you can ill afford to give them opportunities and then you you also you have to think about this too it's easier said than done i mean yeah we can say well you need to take care of the football you're playing against a team that's maybe as big if not bigger as as quick if not quicker so you know that they're relentless in how they just continue to come at you and come at you and come at you that's a hard thing to go against yeah, it is, and and you know also
5: too, this team had 574 total yards of offense. Did Christian Brothers and 279 in the air, 295 on the ground. So not only were they uh, not only were they difficult in terms of forcing mistakes, but they were extremely balanced on offense, and they did it with two quarterbacks. They had two different quarterbacks that ran things. Um, and mm-hmm. so they, they just they just are a very efficient program. And, and Carmel, a lot of people want to point out the fact that Carmel only won six games last year. Well, that's because they play really tough teams like this team uh, in the non-conference, uh, you know, before they, you know, get into playing more of the teams from Indianapolis. So, um they, they are not afraid to play tough teams out of state, and uh, they have their hands full tonight. But, and they got another team that they're playing next week in Detroit King, a team from uh, Detroit that they're going to play who, who uh, is not afraid to play teams from the Indianapolis area either. So it um, be a very interesting matchup for them next week to see how they rebound.
2: So give me some highlights, uh, some good points for Carmel this evening, John. Well, they really—I think their quarterback
5: uh, Andrew Culner started to really come into his own late in the game. He had a 39-yard touchdown run. He he completed 75% of his passes last week, uh, 67% tonight. But he didn't throw a lot. However, he is a pretty big threat with his legs. Uh, you also have to give credit to their their running game. They have a few different guys who can run the football. Uh, Chris Johnson being one of them. Brady Knudsen being another. Ozzie Pollard, who is, uh, you might remember this, Scott Pollard, Pollard, who played in the NBA. Well, that sure. is his son, Ozzie, who had a rushing touchdown tonight. He lines up as a tight end, so they can use him in the running game, and they can use him in the passing game. So they've got some good things to build around. It's just... They've played, they've played some tough opponents so far in Homestead and Christian Brothers, and uh, they, they're. this is what John Hebert likes to do, prepare these guys well at the beginning of the season so that right. they can be primed and ready for the postseason.
2: John Herrick, the ISC Sports Network, on the call of Christian Brothers' 55-28 win over Carmel. Christian Brothers from Missouri, not Tennessee, as I so erroneously mentioned earlier. John, it's always great to talk to Thanks so much for the call. Not a problem, Bob. Thank you. Thank you very much. Coming up, more high school football. Uh, Later on tonight, we'll talk a little college football. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night. Uh, We're going to talk about Purdue, IU, Notre Dame football. So if you get a chance, join us as we talk about that. Scoreboard update coming up, brought to you by Bex Hybrids. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart.
3: High school football action, games in progress. Right now, one of our games of the week, Brownsburg Bulldogs. They are taking on the Cathedral Fighting Irish. Bulldogs are up 45-31 to in the fourth quarter, just about three minutes to go in that one. Other games still in progress right now. Boone Grove, they are taking on South Bend Clay, that game at halftime. Boone Grove with the 18-6 lead right now. Evansville Memorial, second quarter, they are taking on Evansville North. Evansville Memorial has the 10 to nothing advantage. Northwood. Playing Portage this evening. That game at halftime, Northwood with the 35-7 lead. evansville Bossy, they are taking it to Evansville Central right now. That game in the second quarter with evansville Bossy up 34-0. Games that have gone final, we've got Northridge. They beat Elkhart 35-29. Indianapolis-Lutheran, they get the victory over Indianapolis Cardinal Renner by a score of 49-12. New Haven, they beat Fort Wayne Bishop-Lewers 36-7 is the final score in that one. Taylor, they are taking on Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian. Taylor wins 33-0. Fort Wayne Snyder, they played East Noble this evening. Fort Wayne gets the win 45-28. North Central, they played Hamilton Southeastern, and they had a tough outing today. Hamilton Southeastern gets the 35-7 victory. South Bend Adams, they had a tough game against Logansport, and they pulled through. South Bend gets the 23-22 win. Northwestern, they beat Try this evening, 28-21. Christian Brothers beats Carmel, 55-28. And I'll have more scores coming at you in the next 15 minutes. For Network Indiana, I'm James Adams.
2: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school basketball tonight. Shittards ranked number one in 3A. They beat Indianapolis Arsenal Technical 46-6 tonight. Chitard's Rob Doyle Jones, me. Coach, it's been a while since we've talked. Congratulations. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate you having us on tonight. been a while. Anytime. Anytime at all. You know that. Uh, yeah. I like to talk to teams that are ranked number one. <laughs> so tell me well, about this team you have, Rob. Tell me about this group. What's their personality well, right now? We, we have a really good team. Um, last week against Burbuff, who's a really good
5: team. They beat tri Left yeah. tonight. Yep. We put 600 yards up on them last week. Yikes! Yikes! Five on the ground. Um, so we've got we have eleven starters returning from a state championship team, and right uh, we've got a pretty good group of kids. So tonight, um, I'm going to give uh, the kids at at Arsenal Tech a lot of credit. They're they're building something. They're trying to get better. We were up forty six nothing at halftime, but their kids kept fighting, and I uh, got a lot of kids playing time. So I'm just I'm happy that they're trying to get better over there.
2: You know, sometimes having that many guys back from a championship team, uh, motivation would be a, would be one of my concerns. They know they're good. Uh, they they you know, have a lot of expectations from them, uh, and they're kids. And, and And keeping them focused is never easy. No,
5: it's not. And I can tell you that was our biggest concern this summer: is that we didn't want them to be too full of themselves and decide that they weren't going to work hard in practice to get better. So we've uh, we've sort of come through some of that and i think the kids are working pretty hard so hopefully we'll, we'll stay humble we'll get grounded next week we've got to play around college that's <laughs> yeah yeah
2: i was getting ready to say your schedule your schedule bring you back to earth in, in a hurry sure. uh because no, that well. game i love yeah i love how you have that week three you know you you've, you at least you're two weeks in you kind of have an idea of who you are and what you're about before you play a team of that caliber i think that's great scheduling
5: it really is. We're looking forward to it. Last year, we had them on the ropes. We fumbled with like a minute to go, and they kicked the field goal to win 17-14. So that game's been on our calendar for the last year.
2: All right, tell me who plays well for you tonight in the win, Coach. You know, we, we really did that. We, we played well across
5: the board. Last week, Raleigh Conett had 320 yards rushing, and he probably only got five, six carries tonight, probably for 100 yards. And We just spread it around. A lot of guys contributed. We had great field position all night. So uh, the defense shut them down. Our, Our ones, they didn't even get a first down. So they did a great job.
2: Well, you got the matchup with Ron Colley. It's always good. It's a, it's a, it's one of those where you know you'll have everybody's attention starting in practice. You know, everybody you'll be ready to play and play well. And it, it's, it's, I think, great preparation for both of you. You know, championship caliber football teams, and recognize that you can't win big games if you make mistakes. Yep. Well, that's that's true, and. Last year, just one late mistake hurt us, so uh, you can't turn the ball over. You
5: can't make mistakes in games like that. It's a big rivalry, so uh, hopefully our guys will be ready to go. We should be.
2: I hope so. Rob Doyle is the football coach at Indianapolis Chittard. They're number one in 3 eight tonight. They beat Tech 46-6. to Take on Ron Colley next weekend. Coach, I appreciate the call. Good luck oh, next week. No problem. Thanks, Bob. Take care. appreciate what you do. See you. You're welcome. Thank, thanks, thanks very much. Should be a great game. Great game. Lots of great games. Don't forget, if we don't have scores, send us a tweet at ind sports talk hashtag ist it's that simple we got a lot of high school football to talk about uh throughout the night and just a, a reminder you look around you know there it was a hot night man oh man what a what an absolutely brutal game a brutal night to play football and so um you know hopefully everybody's cooling off got home okay Cooling off, getting ready uh, to relax and, and enjoy the W's. Uh, big, big wins around. Uh, we encourage everybody, to to join us tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, we'll talk some college football. It won't be long before we're getting ready to go. Next week, Notre Dame on the 26th will be in Dublin, Ireland, taking on Navy for their season opener. So... We have to wait until the 2nd of September for um, IU-Purdue. Uh, IU is at home against Ohio State, and um, Purdue is at home against Fresno State. Kurt Darling with me to talk about some football. Nine-star TV tonight, Kurt Darling. How are you tonight? Kurt has the... Uh, I'm trying to read this. My reading is not as good as it needs to be. Franklin beating Mount Vernon 41-38. I especially am impressed with this since I've lived in Franklin for over 50 years. Kirk, tell me about my Cubs tonight. Well, Coach, uh, sorry to correct you. It's actually
6: a loss for Franklin tonight. It was 41-38 Mount Vernon um,
2: getting the win over oh. Franklin, but it was, but it, but it, but oh. it was still a oh. very
3: hard. Well, call I'm happy
2: practice. for North. I'm happy for North Vernon. Yeah, absolutely. Excuse me, Mount Vernon. I'm happy for them.
6: <laughs> it, but it was still a hard-fought game, though, Coach. Uh, Franklin led at the half, seventeen to fifteen. Uh, it was a pretty back-and-forth battle. Both of these uh, teams uh, blazing through the heat and humidity tonight. In fact, there were several cramping situations. But picking I'll up in the, four, yeah. in the in the half in the uh, third quarter, though, Coach um, Franklin goes on a big tear. In fact, they score fourteen unanswered points to lead at thirty-eight to twenty-six one of those was big a big tap off by a 68 yard touchdown run by Alex Lugers to end the third quarter and it looked like franklin was you know in for just 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 a cruise in but that was actually not the mm-hmm. case in the fourth quarter mount vernon ends up going on a ends up holding franklin scoreless in the fourth quarter with a tired defense, they score 14 unanswered points of their own, led by Luke Ertel, who finished the night with 175 yards through the air. But then Jaliba Brogan capped things off with a 10-yard touchdown run to make it a 41-38 to contest, Coach. It was back and forth. Turnovers really played a big factor in this one at key points in the game. And Mount Vernon showed a whole lot of resilience in this one, coming back from a 38-26 to deficit to get the victory
2: uh i i i counted my chickens uh because i was looking at the score and i looked at that and i thought okay th- this is good that's why i made that egregious <laughs> error. so so tell me uh oh no <laughs> a, a quick way to try to cover my you know what there um so on, on your broadcast uh tell me who you, you you really thought played well on both sides
6: Well, both both sides definitely for Franklin. Alex Lugers, he was all over the place tonight. He led the team in rushing. But also Clay Pinnock, you know, he was only held to 68 yards uh, passing just a week ago in their win over New Albany. Mm -hmm. Well, he passed the ball really well as well as running the ball. But the player of the game today for – mount vernon definitely luke erdle he led the team in passing obviously 175 yards through the air but i want to give a quick shout out to trey jones as well he had a cramp in the middle of the game but he had a kickoff return for a touchdown to lean mm. things off tonight so now mm-hmm. he was definitely a big player to watch tonight so a good win for the marauders how was it
2: in the booth was it hot
0: it
6: was a little it was a little toasty coach. They have a little because yeah, they don't normally here, but it wasn't really doing a whole lot. So we had to. Open yeah, I was going to the say
2: <laughs> they're not built to accommodate uh, this type of heat. Uh, you know, it's a fall sport. So you don't think about air conditioners in your press box. And uh, yeah, I would imagine you soak through a couple of shirts pretty easily on a night like tonight.
6: Yeah, just a little bit. I'm going to have to uh, take a nice long shower when I get home. I'm still in the broadcast booth right now, actually, because I'm waiting for traffic to die down. So, but uh, things hold off here. But, yeah, when you're, when you're
2: broadcasting in
6: 90% humidity, you're probably going to lose ooh, a little bit of weight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mount Vernon over Franklin tonight, 41-38, nine-star TVs. Kurt Darling, award-winning journalist. Kurt Darling, friend of the show. Kurt, thanks. Have a great weekend. Thanks, coach. Talk to you next week. I'll look forward to it. Absolutely. Hard night now. I mean, it's just, it is just, it's hot. Uh, it's hot in my house. Uh, I, I wish it weren't. So, we got a lot of football to talk about. Stay with us again at IMD Sports Talk, hashtag IST, in case we don't have a score or two. Much more football to come. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.
3: Just went final, the Brownsburg Bulldogs. They get the big victory over the Cathedral Fighting Irish with a final score of 45-31 to 31 in favor of the Bulldogs. Other game that just went final, Fountain Central. They pick up the 28-12 victory over Crawfordsville. Still in progress, North Decatur and Eastern Hancock in the third quarter of that game, all tied up at 14 apiece. Knox and McConaughey they are in a tight game in the fourth quarter. Knox up 38-28. Providence Catholic they are taking on Lake Central that game going final with a final score of 28 to 21 in favor of Providence Catholic and Batesville they're taking on Milan Batesville up 21 to nothing in the fourth quarter Maryville they are up 31 to 6 over Hobart that game in this in the fourth quarter and in the first quarter North Harrison up seven to nothing over Scottsburg other scores that have gone final Indianapolis Chittard they beat Indianapolis Tech 40 6 to 6. Madison Grant beats, Fortis, beats Southern Wells, 52 to nothing. Penn, they beat Mishawaka, 28 to 7. Pendleton Heights picks up the 49 to nothing victory over Anderson. Taylor, they beat Fort Wayne Blackhawk, 33 to nothing. Tippecanoe Valley, they beat Rochester, 39 to 8. Tipton and Elwood took each other on tonight. Tipton gets the victory, 38 to nothing. Try Central. They beat Westell 26-6. Triton Central gets the big victory over Newcastle 36-7. Twin Lakes, they beat Delphi by a score of 28-7. And Woodlawn, they beat Central Noble by a score of 30-16. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm James Adams.
2: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. <laughs> Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven the number two, savelives.org is their website. Plenty of high school football, week number two. Once again, we remind you if you get a chance, and we don't happen to have a score that you attended or watched, or send us a tweet at IND Sports Talk, hashtag IST. Send, you know, send a video, send, send what you have. To help us try to capture what it felt like out there on a very, very hot night of High school football, um, and I mean, it's hot. I think everybody understands that it, they recognize it is one of those nights where uh, it's very, very hot. And thank goodness all of you got in and in good shape and arrived at your destinations and watched some great football. Speaking of, don't forget to watch, uh, to call, excuse me, don't forget to listen to us tomorrow night. If you're gonna watch us, that's gonna be. Quite, uh, that's going to be very interesting to see you do that. Since we have for all these 30 years tried to do this on radio, so join us tomorrow night uh, for to start to talk about college football. We've already talked a little bit about it, but we'll we'll talk more about it here uh, tomorrow night. We'll focus on Purdue and uh, IU. Notre Dame will begin uh, play next week uh, on the 26th in dublin ireland taking on navy naval academy should be a lot of should should be a lot of fun greg ragstraw from the isc sports network joins us Uh, we're talking about high school football greg ragstraw it is great to have you with us and um he has the pike you had pike and who tonight i had fishers beating pike 40 to nothing How has Bob Lovell tap
7: dancing for 60 minutes waiting on delayed scores to finish? How has that gone so far?
2: You know, it's just, I don't like to. Scott Eaker, our mentor, told me, (laughs) told me, you know, no, seriously, this is on that, on that first night in August of 1994, he gave me some advice. I'm sure he gave you. He gave me advice that has lived with me for these 30 years. And he said, never share your problems. With your audience, <laughs> the, they they don't they don't that, care, that is, right? You yeah. They be, don't care that about because, it.
7: that is because Scott is a tried and true newsman. I, on the other hand, am more of the talk show host entertainer. Where I always know that if, if, if that if something changes and I have to kind of kill and fill, as we would say in the business, often <laughs> my problem can help fill a good right. sixty minutes of talk show. So yeah.
2: See, that's where you and I differ. You know my philosophy about this show. My my philosophy has always been it's bad radio when there's only one voice. Now, in your case, that's not true. You're a master at what you do, and I marvel, and I envy what you're able to do. But I, over these years, I have become dependent upon uh talking to people and interviewing them that's i happen to think i'm pretty good at it after all these years but so you know to to do a a a 30-minute monologue on a night when games are delayed on a night when you know this this is a show that's you know how it is If, if games don't go off when they're supposed to be scheduled hosting this show gets a little tricky it does, but think of me
7: as Mighty Mouse. I am here to save the day. I think I can go at least seven minutes on Fisher's 4 to nothing victory over Pike tonight, so you fire away.
2: Well, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little – I mean, I know Fisher's is good, and Pike's kind of in the rebuilding mode and all that, but still, you know, go out on a night like tonight and toss the shutouts, uh, that's a tremendous effort.
7: It is, and again, you know, Pike. Pike. They're not a young team, but they had a lot of seniors last year, so they're they're in right. a lot of positions. But yet, they led Zion'sville in the fourth quarter last week. I mean, that that's a game that had a couple of breaks down a different direction. You know, Pike scores a huge victory uh, to kind of start mm-hmm. the season, uh, and so mm-hmm. kind of judging by that result, and and, and and you knew Fishers would dispatch of North Central other handily because North Central is going to get it figured out now that Derek Hart is there. Give them a year or two; they're going to be pretty good again, but but probably not going to be all that good this year. So going into it, we thought, hey, this is going to be a, a pretty competitive game. And, and and simply put, it wasn't. Fisher's led twenty-seven nothing at halftime. Uh, they scored twice in the third quarter. We played running clock for the last seventeen minutes, and probably against the fifth and sixth best teams in the MIC, Fisher's is now has outscored their opponents eighty-four to nothing in their first two games. Heading into HCC play against Noblesville next weekend.
2: Well, that's impressive. It, it's impressive, <laughs> I and mean, it's a Fisher's team that is going to get better. Schedule is is tough. It's uh it's not an easy schedule. There's no question. Uh, I'm curious. I always ask this question, but I am curious. Who plays well for Fisher's in the win? I got a lot of guys to share
7: with you, uh, and then I'll kind of ex- expound further on the HCC, which I'm not sure it's ever been better uh, than it is this year. But for Fishers, i start with Kobe Martin, their tailback. He had 13 carries, 93 yards, and three touchdowns, really playing about a half last week against North Central. Tonight he got 23 carries, 161 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Kobe last year ran for just shy of 1,200 yards. He is verbal to play at Miami of Ohio. Uh, and, again, there's the obvious recruiting tie in terms of Jason Simmons uh, trying to get some of the top talent in this area to head that way. I think Kobe's a great get for them. Bennett Gorak. You know, I'm not sure he's their long-term starter. They've got a younger kid who's injured and out right now for them that will come back in a week or two. But he's been really good. He had a couple of touchdown passes tonight, through for 199 yards. Uh, John Anthony Hall uh, is is one of their star receivers. He is a three-sport kid at Fisher's, starter on the basketball team, state-level track and field long jump qualifier. He had five catches, including a 42 yard touchdown, to kind of put the game away today. And defensively, they got a couple of game records uh, in, in terms of, of Brady Wolf, uh, who was, I think, as a preferred walk on offer at Ball State, may end up getting a scholarship offer there or elsewhere. It's a young man that had 21 tackles for loss and 14 sacks a season mm. ago in 11 games. He was a disruptor defensively the entire, entire night. And I would encourage your listeners to go. You should be reading Kyle Nenrip's Menrip, Kyle work anyway. But Kyle had a rather remarkable story about a young man named Carter Imes who was told before last season that because of a blood vessel malformation in his leg, that probably football should not be played again by him. Mm -hmm. That it was just too big of an injury risk. Um, Mm -hmm. He didn't play last year, but he stayed on as a student assistant coach. He did all the weight room stuff with the team, and through the process of of, of healing and and, and growth, et cetera, he was given the all-clear-to-play football this summer when he really wasn't thinking about it. Uh, And and he has had sacks each the first two games. So this is a really good Fishers team in a league where I don't think there's a weak sister in the HCC this year. You know, Some of the teams that maybe have struggled more than others in years gone by – noblesville and and franklin central come to mind they appear to be pretty good this year so i think that is a league when they start league play next week it is going to be rugged from week three all the way through week number nine
2: just the way you like it absolutely who do you have next week So next week i got pike and ben davis so we'll see if pike can bounce back i know ben davis had avon
7: tonight ben davis had one of the better wins in the state last week going to Cincinnati molar and winning
2: there by three scores. So, I'll have Pike and BD next Friday night. Greg Rigstraw, we'll talk tomorrow night. We had we got some uh, soccer to talk about tomorrow night. That is correct. The hopefully playoff bound Indy 11
7: who have been unbeaten in their last four play host to Loudoun United, uh, and, and if the results go right for the Indy 11, there may be a couple of three matches away right. from potentially clinching a playoff spot. So they have played their best soccer of the season over the course of the last three weeks. Let's hope that it continues on a uh, less warm and less swampy evening at uh-huh. the mic tomorrow night in downtown Indianapolis.
2: The best at what he does, Greg Rigstraw from the ISC Sports Network pike excuse me fisher's beating pike tonight greg thanks so much we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow night you keep that dancing Fred Astaire I'll do it coach Mike Kelly from Hamilton Southeastern with us after the scoreboard update and Brad Huber talking high school football on Indiana Sports Talk
1: life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up
3: Time for a quick check of some baseball scores. The Milwaukee Brewers are up seven to one over the Padres at the top of the ninth. Cincinnati Reds, they are up one to nothing over Arizona that game in the bottom of the fourth. The Seattle Mariners, they are all tied up with the Kansas City Royals at two apiece. That game in the top of the second. And Atlanta, they are up one to nothing over San Francisco. That game in the middle of the third. Inning. high school football scores we have some final scores starting to come on in let's take a look at those real quick Madison Grant they beat Southern Wells 52 to nothing Pioneer they beat Winnemac 37 to nothing South Adams beats Belmont 48 to nothing South Bend Adams they get the victory over Logansport 23 to 22 South Bend Riley they shut out John Glenn this evening 20 to nothing Tipton they beat Elwood also a shutout in that game Tipton wins thirty eight to nothing Twin Lakes they get the twenty eight to seven victory over Delphi Woodlawn they beat Central Noble thirty to sixteen is that final score Yorktown they get a big victory over Muncie Central this evening Yorktown walking away with a win by a score of fifty to seven Adams Central they beat Eastside forty two to seven Alexandria gets the victory over the Wabash Little Giants Alexandria wins forty two to nothing Bluffton fifty Manchester 14 Burbuff Jesuit they beat Tri-West 34-17 Bremen they beat South Bend Washington by a score of 42-7 also final scores Columbia City they beat Plymouth 42-14 Concord beats Jimtown 27-10 Indy Cobb they beat Garrett this evening 42-13 for Network Indiana Sports I'm James Adams
2: Welcome back let's talk some football Hamilton Southeastern Very impressive win tonight. Uh, Mike Kelly their football coach, joins me. They uh, got a good win. Coach, thanks so much for the call. I appreciate you taking time to join me, and congratulations on a very impressive win for you and your kids tonight uh, over North Central.
4: Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. It was a fun night, a little warm to get started, uh, but our our offense uh, was able to get rolling early in the game. I kind of set us up uh, in the first half, scoring 28 points right before halftime, and uh, and then we were able to get that last uh, touchdown in the third quarter um, to put us up
2: by 35.
4: Um, so it was a, a good win. Our, our defense played hard once again, and
2: uh, offensively, we were able to get things rolling. Was the uh, was the heat a factor at all?
4: No, sir. Actually, we didn't. Uh, for Week one we had some cramping. This week we didn't have the same cramping issue. Right. So it was, right. It was nice. Uh, you know, our kids did a nice job hydrating uh, and taking care of their bodies this week and in preparation for, for tonight. And so, uh, we tell them you got to be professional. That means you take care of your body. Uh, right. Not just on the game field, but at home uh, and to make sure you hydrate well and take and doing the right things in terms of sleep and uh, uh, rehydrating yourself.
2: Kudos to your uh, staff and to your trainers. They, they're doing some work now to make sure all that happens to your kids. You know, it yes. shows a little sign of maturity to be able to do that for you. Yes, sir.
4: A little bit, a little bit. We're, we're
2: starting to get there <laughs> slowly but surely. Well, I understand that. Now, listen, you're a good man. I appreciate you calling me. But you know the drill here. We like to talk about kids. So tell me, who, who plays well for you tonight?
4: Uh, Cam Anthony got a big big uh, touchdown uh, in the first first half, um, our big tight end. And then Donovan Hamilton um, played really, really well for us again. Uh, he's just – a dynamic football player that we're trying to find ways to get him the football as much as we can. Uh, Jalen Alexander once again scored in the first half as well. Uh, and so AZ a- a- Wallace uh, it ran ran the ball well for us as well. Um, Jack Osecki uh, did well on the defense side of the ball. Um, we had Brody Carlson got a sack as well, so we had several guys to step up and, and made some plays on the defensive side of the football uh, to help us out in, in terms of field position for us, and um, made some short fields and made it, made it a little bit easier for the offense to score.
2: Who do you have next week, Coach? We have Avon. For open up conference play with Avon. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're we're I excited like to get rolling. Yeah, I would think I would think you would be. Well, tonight, Hamilton Southeastern, they're number four in 6A. Uh, good win over North Central. Mike Kelly joins me. Coach, congratulations again, and good luck to you and the Royals next week.
4: Thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate all you do for us as well. And i just like to wish my dad a happy birthday. He's out there listening, so he, he listens every Friday night <laughs> to Bob Lovell. Uh, he, all right he dad me, he sends me a text message say hey you going call bob so
2: i thought i a <laughs> Listen, shout out, so. i will i will tell you that your dad's not the only one uh i th- th- i've had this conversation with a number of your colleagues in the business who's saying that their father calls them and makes it and, and reminds them. and i'm glad you did your dad did remind you to call me i appreciate it good luck next week thank you i appreciate it coach you're welcome thank you brad huber my man brad the brad huber from indiana high school Sports.com on the call of the burbuff tri-west game this is a great game these are two really really good teams uh bjps 34 17 winners over tri-west tonight brad you got about a minute here and then we're going to have you hold through but start me off and tell me about this game Well, this is one of those games where the stat line doesn't really tell the story because Tri-West
0: had 137 more yards than did Brebuff and also had about 24 minutes of possession more than Brebuff did, but it was quality over quantity for Brebuff. Quicker strikes. They had two returns for touchdowns, one a uh, kickoff and one a punt uh, as a part of uh, the scoring for Brebuff.
2: Brad? great job what a pro hang in there we'll come back and talk some more football on indiana sports talk welcome back everybody i'm bob lovell this is indiana sports talk brought to you by indiana donor network brad huber indiana High School, sports.com on the call of Brabuff jesuits thirty four seventeen 17 win over tri west all right you got me uh, you got me started you got me excited about this ball game brad pick up where you left off and this good win by the braves yeah, it's really
0: quality over quantity for Verbuff They started out in the first quarter on a six-play, 58-yard drive. Maverick Geski the uh, son of the uh, coach for Brebuff, Matt Geske, found Taylor Clark for a touchdown. And then the second quarter, it was Javon Brooks, a 95-yard kick return for a touchdown to make it 14-3 for Brebuff. That was after a field goal by Try west And then later in the second quarter, it was geski to Taylor Clark. Uh, 41 yard. Now seven plays, 78 yards, make it 21 to three. Uh, then to end the uh, first half of play, Taylor Clark had an 85 yard punt return to make it 27 to nine. And then Gaskin found Watson for a 17-yard pass to make it 34 to nine, and and then uh, Try West did score Walden to uh, Malachi Walden to Thaddeus Brown, 19 yards and a two-point conversion to make it 34 to 17. But for Buff, it's just amazing the explosiveness they have on that football team between Devon Brooks, Taylor Clark, and others. They have a lot of speed, and that allows them to be more efficient offensively and get scores and keeping their offense really off the football field
2: you know they are listen they are a very talented team uh obviously um you know they, they and they play a very good they play a very good schedule that's the other part of it too is that they are that they, they they have a good group of guys had great success a year ago and and coming back doing it this time who plays well uh for Tri-West tonight for Tri-West I'll go with
0: Malachi Walden, he was 16-32. He threw a touchdown. Also, you had Derek Reed, who also played well last week and this week, 25 carries for 101 yards. Uh, Thaddeus Brown had a touchdown catch, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the, the headlines for Tri-West is just amazing that they came off a of 42-6 win over Western last week and uh, struggled against this uh, Brebuff football team. But, uh, you know, this is a Brabuff team, too, that lost – six of their 11 starters on both offense and defense from a year ago.
2: That's pretty impressive to come back and be able to to, to do the things that they've done so far uh, in this young season. That's an impressive win over a, a good football team. Brad Huber, great to talk to you. And Brad Huber on the call uh, for Buff's big win over Tri-West tonight. Brad, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too, Coach. Then coming up, Short break. David Deaton will join me from WKLO and talk about North Harrison and Scottsburg. A little weather problem with that game. We'll come back and fill you in on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.